0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Unconventionally Employed podcast. Unconventionally Employed, which is also a website and newsletter, is a resource for the self-employed, contract workers, and freelancers, and also those that are part of the gig economy. The The goal of the website is to keep people informed about macro issues and trends and Uh, developments in the workforce that are impacting their careers the thesis uh, is that increasingly corporations are making decisions to downsize their full-time employees uh, the number of full-time employees they have or otherwise reluctant to hire people full-time because their business many businesses are in a state of flux and their concern is that if they overhire in a particular area, they may find tomorrow that they no longer want to be in that area, and then they're dealing with workers that are not equipped to focus on wherever their strategy is going. This is not to excuse companies, it's just a reality, and what we believe is that increasingly. People who are full-time employees today may find themselves in a situation where their only prospects are to become consultants or part-time or contract workers. So we want to address those people and also continue to provide um, information to people that have chosen this lifestyle, uh, that prefer to be their own boss, to be able to take on work as they can or want to and to be able to focus on other things when they don't want to. So this podcast will uh, usually involve a guest, uh, obviously either an expert in the field or people that are in this world of contract work or the self-employed or freelancers. But for the first episode, you just have me. I want to follow up on a article that I recently wrote uh, about a trend uh, I'm certainly not the first to to acknowledge this or come to this conclusion but it's something that we continue to need to talk about and that's the uh, the priorities of the entrepreneurial uh, mindset of people that are starting up companies and looking for venture capital they are uh, of course They start up a company with the goal of exploiting some inefficiency or creating a market for a new type of product um, or to provide some sort of value. And the issue is that the value they are providing or the inefficiency they are targeting uh, is almost universally a consumer inefficiency or value. So they are looking to help Consumers uh, make their lives easier. Problem with that is increasingly that is potentially having a negative impact on workers. So uh, there's a startup I read about called Mirror, which is uh, a health slash fitness startup uh, that wants to provide customized uh, private it's a hardware company, so they they produce a display that enables you to, from the privacy of your own home, get a personalized workout. Um, this is by no means to uh, single, single them out, uh, but what you may find is there's a large uh, workforce of, uh, and many of them are contract workers uh, that... Uh, work with gyms to provide in-person fitness classes. So, you know, spin is the most obvious one. There's a number of, uh, obviously, the YMCA has um, classes, your your local chain or non-chain gym will have uh, classes. And there's a workforce that uh, depends on people coming to the gym and uh, paying for the class or paying a membership which subsidizes whatever the gym gives them and that's their income. Uh, so if you have something like Mirror that is able to attract a large audience of people that no longer go to the gym that are able to do workout from their own home that is going to imperil this workforce. Obviously um, it's remains to be seen exactly how mirror creates that personalized workout but it's definitely anyone who has tried who has gone to a, a gym class versus watching a pre-recorded YouTube video uh, in their home and trying to do the workout there is definitely a competitive not a competitive advantage there's an advantage and there's a reason why people do drag themselves to the gym in that you can easily turn off a YouTube video. A YouTube video is not um, encouraging you or if your, uh, your instructor has chosen negative reinforcement, yelling at you to do the exercise more, to work harder. There isn't the peer pressure uh, or the collective motivation of, having people around you. Uh, Again, if you've ever done the both of these uh, scenarios, if you've ever been in both of these scenarios, you are very likely to have a a physical picture or a picture in your mind of just slacking off at home. Uh, It's very unlikely that you do it at the gym. And if you do, it's probably because you're, you're, Literally at your physical limit versus uh, just, you know, any number of distractions that you have at home. Uh, so there's this idea that uh, what Mirror is trying to uh, take advantage of is that people don't want to go to the gym, even if they want the exercise. Maybe some people love the gym and they won't be a target audience, but there. Let's, let's presume there's enough people that uh, want to work out but are um, reluctant to go to the gym and realize or create excuses to not go to the gym, but also realize that just watching a YouTube video isn't enough. They might buy into something called Mirror. And again, it remains to be seen how Mirror creates this environment where, you know, maybe there's someone live on the other line, and then potentially, you know, you could say, okay, it may display some people, but they're gonna need to staff up uh, a lot of instructors to be able to provide these customized, personalized uh, training sessions. Potentially, but if the company position is positioned itself as a tech company, they're going to look to science. They're going to look to algorithms. They're going to look to computer programming, to minimize the amount of labor they need to serve this market. The reason why tech, the reason why media companies like to be called tech companies, is because they uh, they can attract more funding. They're more uh, attractive to venture capitalists. And the only way that they're able to accomplish that is to keep their uh, their human capital, which I know is a dirty word, but that's how companies think of it, uh, as small as possible. So I'm not confident that exercise companies that uh, want to create personalized experiences for you are going to do that by hiring everyone that would serve that audience in person. So the learning here is uh, anyone in this business to A, be aware, B, to think about uh, if tech is going to be a potential competition for your business to think about how you can use tech. So I give some examples in the article of, you know, creating, uh, if it, Committing to some sort of bi-monthly, once every six months, something for your clients or for the people that work at the gym, something you can do, some personalized video that can help them uh, do a workout at home uh, is something you should think of. And even if you're an independent contractor working with the gym, gym itself has to be worried about competition like this. And so you should have a frank conversation with them about, you know, potentially they have the resources to do something that, again, tackles this this um, competitive landscape. This is just one example of, of what startups are looking to do. You may remember the infamous bodega, uh, which... To be honest, I'm not sure if it's even still trying to be a thing or not, but, uh, it was a company, uh, that wanted to create these, uh, convenience, basically, uh, uh, vending machines on steroids in large, uh, apartment complexes, condos. Uh, with enough residents to support it that would displace your need to go to Dwayne Reed or uh, bodegas or any any way or where you might get something out of convenience you might pick up something quickly so they uh, they were roundly mocked for People saying there's not even a market for this. Uh, but also, a lot of people came to the defense of actual bodegas to a lesser extent, you know, the Dwayne Raid, CVS's, the chains, that there's no way technology could replicate the relationship you have with a bodega. Um, while I personally, I've lived in uh, Williamsburg my whole life, and in, uh, sorry. That's completely false. (laughs) I've lived in Williamsburg my whole, uh, let's say career-based adult life, say for one year in the Lower East Side, but that's not relevant. That's just for uh, factual accuracy. Uh, And certainly in different, um, I've lived in a couple different apartments and there's the bodega that I would go to uh, more than not. I wouldn't say that I, have um, had long conversations with the people that own or work there, but I definitely know people that have. I know people that view this as a, a huge uh, part of the New York experience. So bodega countered uh, with the fact that you know they might be providing this this heart this experience to convenience store starved markets. Having grown up in small town New Jersey, I'm not sure that uh that it would necessarily be a place that they serve, but I do know that, you know, you have to go the next town over to go get something. Uh there's a 7-Eleven and I for the life of me don't know if it's 24 hours or not um is that the i don't know maybe all 7-Elevens are 24 hours but you know the idea that you could potentially put something in the center of a small town that people at two in, the, 2 in the morning could go to get i don't know Gatorade or cigarettes or um maybe not cigarettes or or milk or uh these things that uh They can't wait till the morning. There's probably something of value there. But the issue here is whether intentional or not, if a company like this is successful, it is going to displace workers, is going to put bodegas out of business, and those workers are going to lose their jobs. And this, again, is approaching the, the problem to solve as a consumer one. They're not thinking about the workers. And you may argue it's a capitalistic society. That's not, they don't need to. They don't have a responsibility. And fine, that's fair. But when you have a government that doesn't seem to want to use um, A, the power of legislation to take care of people whose jobs have been displaced, or B, seem to have any Real concerns about technology uh, and and uh, efficiencies of, of scale and everything that's happening uh, that is going to make a lot of workers uh, obsolete. That doesn't seem to consider that a huge threat that they need to uh, uh, address. Then it's going to get a, to be a very scary job market where a lot of people are underqualified, unemployed, and facing any jobs that they might be qualified for will be under the same threat from a a new startup in a different industry. So um, not everything has an immediate solution. I don't have the immediate solution, but you will increasingly see companies creating new markets, solving old problems with technology that if successful will put other companies that employ real humans out of business. And the humans that are working for these companies have to be worried about that. But the companies that are threatened because they employ human capital, which is more costly, so their prices are are higher, or maybe they're less efficient because humans are less efficient than machines, they too may turn to technology as a way to to keep their business afloat. So the workers are potentially squeezed by both uh, uh, aspects. Even if the startup providing this new service isn't successful, the company that employs them might adopt some form of technology as well that minimizes the need for a human workforce. So that's why I started Unconventionally Employed, because there's a lot of things out there that we need to be aware of. Uh, Being a worker in this world, um, it's not just enough to be worried about your uh, narrowly focus, where, where do I get my revenue from? Where do I get my next client from? You have to be aware of the larger issues that might be impacting your ability to get clients in two weeks, in two months. So this is the first episode. Uh, it's probably shorter than most ones are going to be, but you got to start somewhere. My name is Keith O'Brien. I am the editor of Unconventionally Employed. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a topic, please reach out to me at Keith at UnconventionallyEmployed.com. That's unconventionally, like unconventional, with a L-Y. Employed, like what you're hoping to be today and tomorrow, dot com. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon.